After experiencing the transformative power of a regular meditation practice, it's natural to feel inspired to share this gift and guide others on their own journey of discovery through meditation. Join Buddhist teacher David Nickturn and Duncan Trussell, comedian and creator of the Netflix animated series The Midnight Gospel, for a free online event on Tuesday, May 7th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. They'll discuss the profound practices of mindfulness Dharma Moon's renowned Mindfulness Meditation Teacher Training Program. Get certified by Dharma Moon to teach meditation, lead group practice sessions, and work with individual students. Visit dharmamoon.com slash beherenow for more info and to reserve your spot for the free online event with David Nickturn and Duncan Trussell. We're getting right into it with right into it, right into it with Ramin Nazir. And uh, I, well, we've been friends now for a while, we don't see each other enough. And uh, I was just on his podcast not too long ago, a month ago or something. Excellent episode, The Rainbow Brain Skull Hour. That's correct. I love it. And now <laughs> you're in this purple haze. We'll have to talk about uh. Mr. Purple Haze in a minute. Um, of course. But uh, you are the Renaissance man, is right? Oh, thank you. Yeah, the, uh, you do the most beautiful art. And, uh, and of course, we're doing stuff together and working on different things together where you're providing some wonderful, wonderful graphics for us and, and art and, and uh, podcaster. Oh, comedian. yeah. Oh, game yeah. creator, oh yeah, musician, right? I mean, this is a criminal, thief, thug. No, I'm trying to throw in some negative uh, things. But yeah. I can't think of any. So yeah, well, anybody looks at your sign, face, right? anybody <laughs> looks at your face knows none of that's true. Uh, sweetness personified. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you are relatively young for such a wonderful resume. Oh, thank you. Um, How old am I? 38. 38? Oh, man, 36. But uh, I guess the beard adds a little bit more to it. But <laughs> Went the wrong way. I thought I was yeah. going the right way. <laughs> uh, well, but um, more than any of your accomplishments here, you know, what, uh, what really is of the most interest to me as a human, for us to chat about stuff anyhow, is um, is that open heart and mind of yours that is just allowing whatever to be and come through you, comes through your art and your podcasting and, and all of that, but it comes through just one-to-one. And uh, so how did you get there? What happened? Oh, Did you? I mean, you grew up in. I mean, you grew up this side of the world, right? Yeah, I've been. I, I grew up half in Texas, half in Canada. My parents are from Iran. Um, I feel like a decade ago, I would have said I'm Persian, but now it's like kind of it's hip to be like more ethnic. Like before, you'd kind of hide your ethnicity and try yeah. to blend in, and now it's like, oh yeah, Iran. You know, the third world of the oppressed axis of evil. Like, give me some oppression points. <laughs> yeah. Not really, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but uh, when you asked me that question, I was uh, I'm like so tempted to just quote one of my favorite Ramdas speeches. I wouldn't because it'll take ten minutes. But when he says, uh, you know, I. Uh, I was a professor at Harvard. I had a Cessna airplane, a Triumph motorcycle, a Mercedes Benz. I love that he says Mercedes. Um, I had 12 research assistants and I was living uh, I, from the outside. I had everything that you thought you could want. But then there was always that voice inside when I was alone in the bathtub that just knew that I didn't know. And mm -hmm. I was not that successful. I did not, me personally, have 12 research assistants. I do not even have a PhD or a master's or anything like that. I don't have a motorcycle. I don't have an airplane. I have a Toyota and I'm still making payments on it. So I'm, uh, I'm not at the point where Ramdas was, where he was 
getting to that uh, place of discomfort with just looking to the outside for what's going to make you feel good. But perhaps Ramdas gave me that uh, he, he, he's one of those people that showed that once you get to the top, there's nothing there. So you better start figuring this out and stop pushing it like a credit card bill to, oh, I'll be happy when I get this and I'll be happy when I get that. So um, I yeah, feel like I was all about, about achievements. Yeah. He kept saying he sat in that bathtub and said, I'm a fake. Yes. It's that that little talker in the back there that uh, is pretending to run the show. So Yeah. yeah. So I'm from, uh, like our mutual friend, uh, Duncan Trussell, I was also in the the stand-up comedy Mm. world. That was like where I was spending most of my time. So, you know, it's all about how do I get on TV again? And how do I get more followers? And how do I get a Wikipedia page? And it's all this just ego stuff. And Part of you knows it's ego stuff because at this point we've been brought up with all these movies saying the answer is inside and do the right thing. And, you know, you kind of hear that message, but it doesn't really hit you. So it takes different people to articulate it differently to actually hit you. But, um, yeah, the the hearing the Ram Dass story and, uh, I mean, you know this better than everyone. Once you, uh, like, if someone who doesn't know Ram Dass asks you, who's Ram Dass, like, once you try to start explaining it, it's like, oh, geez, like, how do I even start? How do I put it in two sentences? Like, I don't want to just talk about the guru stuff. I don't want to just talk about the psychedelic stuff. I don't want to just talk about the aging stuff, the polishing the mirror, the on and on and on. And how do I, how do I articulate this in a way that does not bore people right away? So, um, wait now, but back up, what was the first thing that, I mean, you, you took a psychedelic or, somebody popped you on the head and said, hey, take a look at this book. I mean, what was that first thing? I'm trying to find out if there was a big leap. I don't think Uh there ever was a huge leap. I think it all came in little increments. I would say psychedelics did help, but also I was, uh, much like Terrence McKenna, I was a, a psychedelic thinker before psychedelics. I feel like I was always drawn to things with a certain iridescence and I loved cartoons and wild colors and I loved art more than I loved finance and structuring things. And, uh, like, I feel like I was much more right brained in that way. Like I've had Mm -hmm. to kind of grow the left brain and figure that stuff out so that the right brain can exist. And I don't even know if it's just left brain, right brain. That's just one metaphor of, of looking at it. But, uh, I would say that sure. Psychedelics gives me like a little bit of a incremental push, Music, of course, does. Um, hearing people like Ram Dass speak, Terrence McKenna speak, all, all that. And just kind of getting older, too, with each year where you figure out life doesn't go the way you want. Not that I've had the most traumatic childhood or anything. I'm probably in the upper like uh, the upper tier of not having tons of trauma. Uh, when you look at the whole oh, world, yeah. I probably have the very privileged upbringing of it. I mean, just the fact that I do what I... I do. It's not easy to, um, cause we've all seen really talented artists on, on street corners and doing a uh, street performance and they can't even make five bucks in a day, but you look at them, they're like, they're so talented. Why does this person not have any money? So it's not just the, the art that gets you there. Like you, you have so many other things you need to go. So in that sense, I'm very lucky that I even get to do this mm. and, uh, find a, a way to make a living on it. But mm. man, I don't, I don't know if I can give a good answer as the one thing. So right. many, right? Uh, just a lot of streams. Just yeah, I will. Sl- I will say DMT is a is a big one. Mushrooms oh. is a big one. Yeah. Uh, uh, LSD I found was more of a fun one than it was a big uh, internal realizations mm. ones. But it's different for everybody. Mm. So uh, yeah, it's it's a big mix of things and. That's even the way my life is now. If someone asks me, what do I do? Like, I don't have one income stream that's the the biggest one. It's like all these little income streams that keep me alive. So maybe that's, maybe that's something. Maybe that means something. There you go. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and it's, uh, it just expresses itself everywhere in terms of what you're doing. The way you are, the, how you approach so many different uh, traditions that you're interested in and talk about on the podcast and so uh you is doing your dharma is kind of the way <laughs> i think it is no oh i hope so yeah, yeah. I, i'm working on it so. 
so much of it is just what I show to the outside. Like if you ask my girlfriend and it's like, oh, is he peaceful? And she doesn't think that probably. And I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, when you can you can show the perfect part of yourself to online. And then meanwhile, the 99% of you that yells at traffic and uh, at the internet and when you lose a video game or something, it's uh, it's funny that we don't really see that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just went through that this morning with technology and having to call. You know, it is like calling someone in India. And you know, I mean, I'm completely familiar. I once asked, well, what is your name? John Smith. I know that's not your name. Your name is is probably Krishna or something. Yeah. And, and then you'd be more you use a tone a worse or worse with this person because they don't seem to understand or you don't understand them. And it just escalates and escalates yeah. into a really bad Larry David bummer. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I, I'm not kidding you. I had to call... Uh, FedEx today to come pick something up and I had to do the whole tech support thing and I was also talking to India and it was like a bad connection and <laughs> like their English wasn't that good I mean their English is of course better than my uh, Hindi or yeah. whatever it is I'm assuming they they spoke yeah. but yeah uh, and all that was even just internal it wasn't like oh come on why can't you speak English or tell me your real name it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> like even close to ever saying that but inside right. you're feeling it it's like oh man now I have to navigate this uh, communication puzzle and uh, they're not understanding me I'm not understanding them mm. but then then again it's uh, in this moment that we're frustrated with whatever tech support person it's like we hang up that phone and they're talking to another one of us they talk to 100 or 200 of us a day so that's a that's a tough uh that's a tough hand there too yeah right yes it certainly is uh, by the way my my dog is having a bad dream or a nice dream i don't know what who knows but that's the, you hear that um a vocal dream something very vocal, their voice must yeah. be home yeah yeah but the other thing about the unfortunate circumstances of, of dealing with tech issues and dealing with support that happens from uh, the other side of the world is you, you notice that, I mean, I notice my tone and it starts to get even shorter and shorter. <laughs> uh, and then it's like, all right, listen, I am not, and you go there, righteous, the whole thing. And then suddenly you see this whole thing passing show that you're creating <laughs> and and then the next thing is holy shit i'm still breaking out and wanting to choke someone to death really <laughs> i oh, uh, I, I know we've talked about this before and uh it kind of reminds me that I, I have this habit of asking you the wrong question because i'll ask you like uh what what would maharaji think about blah 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 or what do you think he was thinking when he was experiencing his and then it's always yeah. it's like it's it was nothing like that he was <laughs> that wouldn't have even crossed what? his mind even slightly but i still play this game of if I'm frustrated, I'm like, oh, is, Ma is Maharaji messing with me right now? Did he did he just put on that disguise really quick to like snap me back into it like a bell that reminds you to yeah, focus right. on your breath again? Yeah, exactly. So I, that. Exactly. Regardless of whether that's what's really going on. I yeah, like well, but you know that. what? That that is what's going on every day, every moment for everybody. The the Maharaji we're talking about Neem Karoli Baba, Ramdas's guru, my guru. That is a very hard thing to describe. Yes, it was a man in a body, and he acted out uh, in, in all sorts of different ways. But it was—you could see—it wasn't coming from the mind at all. It was a, just a happening. But that—that that thing, which once it's beyond duality, which this particular body was—I mean, this body, whatever that thing was—in that blanket. <laughs> That's there's tons of that everywhere. They may be called, you know, from uh, your guardian angel, you could call it. But whatever it is, there's it's it's a it just reminds me. I'm sorry to go on here. Oh no, uh, <laughs> I like it. It re just reminds me that once you have some trust in that, I'm going to call. See, I call it that thing there. 
because that thing there, that thing, no T I N G <laughs> that thing there, because, Oh, okay. And I tell this story a billion times, but I grew up in Montreal and I grew up with French Canadians and, uh, who's, they spoke English and, but they had an expression when they couldn't express what they were talking about very well because didn't have enough English or whatever. He, they'd go, well, you know, that thing there. <laughs> So uh, that's another name of the divine presence for me, that thing there. That Every, thing there. Yeah, and so there's a lot of that the thing Quebecois, there. The Quebecois accent. The Quebec yes, that yeah. thing there. <laughs> Tabarnak. <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to get killed for that. Uh, <laughs> swearing in French. Um, but the thing One of is... One the best languages to swear in, I think. I mean, yeah, who yeah, else we got? True. Like Italian also, but like French are kind of up there with the yeah. good swears. Yes, they are. Anyhow, I just want to say... Everybody's got that thing. Everyone's got that thing there. And you can relate. <laughs> so so doing what you just suggested, which is I, whatever, I see phenomenon coming, things happen, I get aware of something, that is a direct, wonderful message, moment to moment. If you can be open to it, you can see it. You can see it coming from a million miles. Thank you. That mm -hmm, thing mm -hmm. there for waking me up, and that—that's all. It, like, we're working, we're working to get our our smartphone app better because we have people coming to us going, you know what? I could use a little something at three o'clock. I want a push notification where Ramdas goes, "Be here now, <laughs> be here now," and you stop. I said, okay, we're working on it. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. And especially because that's, that's what we're talking about. That's uh and that's old Ram Dust too. Like it's uh when you hear the inflection of it, it's like the because he's slowed down over the years, of course, like for not even just because of the stroke, but he's he embodies a different level of of presence when um when he had less ability to say things quickly because he was you know the master of the one liner the yeah. two liner the ten liner etc and uh have i, I just wa I watched a vr thing with ram das recently and i thought that was very cool the you're you're in the garden with him and he's just there how did you watch that oh you, did, on, you you went to gary o's site I don't know if it was on his site. It was on some video player on my Oculus Quest, and it showed up under the... Wow. I guess the, he's put it up there. Yeah. We're, uh, it's something we haven't really... Uh, I mean, he, he of course, he did this uh, fantastic. His name is Gary Yost, and he went to Maui, and he did this thing with Ramdas in the garden a couple of years maybe before Ramdas left and, uh, and, and put this wonderful 20-minute piece together. And uh, actually, I haven't seen the final thing. Gary, if you're listening, my Oculus broke. No. Help. Another <laughs> another support call I can't make. Okay. Did it just stop working or it did you hit it stop working. It won't go oh. online. It's just like, okay. But anyhow, this is a, uh, a beautiful meditative portrait, really, of Ramdas, just being very present in his, uh, what they called Hanuman Garden. And uh, yes, wow, I think you're the only person I know who's ever, yeah, right. You're the only person I know who's ever seen at you. Oh, that's it's, cool. That makes me feel more special because yes. then it feels like I was actually there across from him instead of just being one of thousands that, yeah, no, no, also thousands. has that. I was the one person that, uh, yeah, got to go there. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. a, I don't know how much you've gotten to spend in VR, but it really does trick the brain into mm -hmm. thinking you're there. And you, you think of it as, oh, it'll just be a bigger screen. But no, when it's everything being fed into you, even if it's only 180 degrees uh, radius, it's still uh, very um, immersive. We've got a ways to go also, but it's still pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's still, the resolution is still, mm, but yeah, yeah it's coming. Uh, so uh, somebody who loves you and our staff, who has uh, uh, Ganesh Das? Oh, Ganesh Das. Yes, uh, he gave me some notes, and he because he was like, "When are you doing this podcast <laughs> with Ramin?" I said, I'm doing, "Don't look I'm him doing. directly in the eye. Don't." Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I just saw something like that. Oh my God! Where someone was informed in in a creative situation, it was a, a maybe a TV show. Do not look at any of these actors in the eye, the stars. Right? <laughs> Are you sick? This is Was it sickening. Ellen? 
no, I don't know. I don't, know. Oh. I don't remember who it was. I don't know if it was that. Anyhow, but he he says, um, I love this. Uh, he's a writer, so he's even writing me some notes is really uh, cool. Due to his high podcast diet. Are you on a high pod- podcast diet? High podcast diet? Yeah. Is it- I consume a lot of podcasts or that I consume a lot of things and then listen to podcasts? Probably both. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, anyhow, due to his high podcast diet. Yes. Okay. He is super open to lots of different kinds of uh, spirituality, but he does not subscribe to any specific one. If you, if you try and nail him down, forget about it. That's not going to happen. <laughs> And uh, it goes on from there. Uh, yeah, Buddhism and bhakti and magic and science and psychedelics, futurism, imagination, manifestation. Tell us about that diet. About all the podcast the ma- diets. So, and the manifestation um, through your own uh, spiritual path. It Tell reminds you, me of... Uh, you have four minutes have to, to bring say up it a- all. <laughs> oh, excellent. That's way more time than I wanted. I thought this was 30 seconds and I just like do, I just insult the other debater the whole time or something. <laughs> but uh, so I was watching, uh, we talked about Frank Zappa, of course, last time we spoke, we yeah. talked about Coltrane, Miles, Bird, Dizzy, all those people. I, I know the, those are a different category than Zappa, but still, I guess that era, 60s, 70s. But uh, uh, I was watching- Can I just say one thing though, before you go? Sure. Okay. This is not normal. For for someone at 36 years of age, I mean, it's not, I guess, totally abnormal, but he he's this man is just sending in all of these vibrations of these different people who who were like my they saved my life. So th- this is Coltrane saved my life, Miles. Uh, that 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 whole scene saved my life. So uh, he says it lightly, but uh, I can't find a lot of people like. You. Oh, Ramin. interesting. Last time I did a, a podcast that was also live streamed, uh, people were, or one person in particular commented that I was like one of her dad's friends. And I took it as a compliment. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, is it because I'm bringing up Coltrane? Is it because I'm yeah. bringing up Rush? Is it because I'm bringing up, and I name all these other yeah. people, and apparently because I don't know Chance the Rapper and Megan the Stallion and Cardi <laughs> B and stuff. Not that I have anything against those things. It's just, it, I never... I, it doesn't do anything for me. Maybe it will later. Maybe I need to be 30 years later and then I can listen to that stuff. Oh, but to answer the the Ganesh question, and then I trailed off into Zappa, it's because I had a specific quote that I had to write down that was so memorable to me where um, Gail, his wife, now passed away, was describing uh, you know, his roots because uh, they're talking about Italy and Sicily. And she said that um, now to... Frank Zappa would never think of what does it mean to have an Italian grandfather that immigrated from Sicily and where does that make me fit in, blah, blah, blah. Like none of that is interesting to him. What is interesting to him is how do I come about an education by virtue of contrast material? And as soon as I heard that sentence, I was like, oh, damn, how do I come about an education by virtue of contrast material? And uh, I realized that's what I already kind of gravitate towards. I can't just listen to one school of thought and then be happy with it. I have to go out and look like, what's this person saying? What's this person saying? And um, to the point where I would be afraid to show people my the lists of podcasts that I listen to, I'm thinking of doing a little segment on it, but just that I have, some people might look at this and be like, wait, you listen to Scott Adams? Why is Ben Shapiro on here? Why do you have Adam Carolla on here? Why do you have Positive Head podcast? Why do you have all these uh, mm. like random ones that seem to not be able to coexist with each other. I have to, I have to tune into people, even if they're like politically or ideologically have nothing to do with what I like to believe. Like I have to hear what they're saying so I can build the whole picture. And even though I can't really conclude what that whole picture is yet, I have to always have that feeling of expanding um, even within schools of thought, like, cause there's the, what, Theravada Buddhism and Mahayana Buddhism. And one says the goal is to end suffering. And then the other one says, uh, you were trying to end what? How are you trying to get out of here? Like, cause once you end the suffering, you're just kind of right back where you were. So little things like that, little things that kind of build out wholeness. So, um, and I, and I still found a way to 
include a Zappa quote with that. I'll try yeah, to do that to all good. the answers. I have that to include good. some. Oh yeah, some, some yes. <laughs> dead musician quotes. Con- maybe I'm here to turn on the next generation. I have to find you, a way to find you, more friends you are, that like yeah, it. You are. It's uh, yeah. Contrast quotes. That's that would be good too. Um, but uh, look, you can see this in your in your artwork. Aside from obviously what's going on with the podcast and all. And yeah, you you are on a mission from God, huh. God, uh, <laughs> to pull all these strings into what you know what they say in the Ramayana though, and this this is a little bit out of context actually because it it says like there's a string of att- all the attachments from mother, father, work, sister, brother, husband, children, every th- attachment. You take all of those strings and you put them into a ball and lay it at the feet of Sri Ram. So there's a way in which, you know, you're doing that when you said, hey, maybe I got, you know, some kind of offering here for next gen. And uh, yeah. And it all just condenses into a ball. It eventually, we, we would, I wouldn't say hope, but we assume that that's what ha- I have seen it with my own eyes. Yeah, it condenses into a, a ball that becomes uh, nothing that you can touch, taste, feel, blah blah, and uh, or say a word about. Uh, I yeah. Just, I what just, I take away from that is that it's like the word "condense" for sure, because you, you're imagining it getting smaller. And oftentimes, when something is getting smaller, it might just be that you are moving away from it, and it appears to be getting smaller so in condensing it all into one it's kind of like you're zooming out of all the drama the drama of your life the drama of your city your country your earth your uh galaxy and everything until just ooh, i'm the awareness huh not the uh, thing yeah yeah well that's just all part of the of the, the path the practice the the condense probably isn't the right word but uh Taking all of these, your every string from every part of your life, and and basically, if it isn't an attachment, it's uh, probably something that has already risen to a great degree to another dimension. But if you take all the attachments and then tie them to to the feet of the one, and you can actually do that and let go of course, then uh, you'll be with... Uh, I just heard Alan Watts talking about Zen. Zen, it's it's that thing that all artists and um, higher mind, they describe in a way without saying anything about what it is because there's no idea what it is. And that thing that's left unsaid, I'm paraphrasing, that thing that's left unsaid, which can never be said, is Zen. Yes. One of, one of his cute talks. Yeah, I, I like that. I need to, um, it's, it's been a minute because uh, I've said before, like I go through phases where I'm all about McKenna, all about Ram Dass, all about just, uh, you know, you, you listen to someone for months and months and then you kind of, you've heard all you can and your brain does that thing where you, uh, it, do, it doesn't hit the same. But with Alan Watts, it's been at least a year or so since I've really dove back mm. into it writings and talks actually much more the talks than the writings because uh you know he has that just really charming yeah, affect yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I, I can't do it well which doesn't even matter at all <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah he's so great um what was i gonna say um, live from new york it's mind rolling <laughs> live oh boy up uh, so I, um, I, I just, there, oh, I know you were talking about different people that, and Alan is some, Alan Watts is somebody, you know, it's been a while and so on. And all the different people that you listen to and, or read, I guess. Okay. What about, and this is just private between me and you. What about Joseph Goldstein? Oh, I don't know Joseph Goldstein. Okay. I got you. I knew I'd get I get you at some point where you didn't know somebody. Is that, that a real I one? It's real. 
This is oh, okay, so good. real. It is I, was, I was trying to see if you were tricking me where it's, uh, you know, you ask someone, what have you seen this movie? And they say yes. And you're like, aha, there is no such movie. I'm yeah, just right. testing you or something. But no, uh, I don't know Joseph Goldstein. Oh and I haven't God. even heard the name Joseph Goldstein. Okay. So, you've, now you've heard Jack Cornfield? Jack Cornfield? Jack Cornfield. Okay. Yeah. Sharon Salzberg? Of course, Sharon Salzberg okay. has a new book out, doesn't she? Yeah, Real Change, everybody, the greatest book for us to read during this very, very, very weird times that we're I'd in. I'd love the to new talk world. to her too. I've you she's can. somehow missed my target or missed oh, my I don't know. You know. For some reason I haven't gotten her on yet, but I, I need to have her on. I'm gonna actually I'm writing this down because uh, absolutely I'm gonna ask her to to uh, get on your show because that would be fantastic for your audience. Okay, Sharon oh, yeah. on Ramin. Uh, Joseph is the third in the, there's like the three, just think of, remember the three amigos? So the three amigos were, went oh, to. Oh, he's, uh, he's the, the third tenor that no one remembers the name. The three tenors, the most, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of Placido Domingo, Pavarotti, and the other guy. Yeah. There's like a, have you seen that? It's Okay, now of course like I a forget. Canadian sketch. I forget. No, he's not Canadian, the, the third guy. Royal, I think it's Royal Canadian Air Force or something. <laughs> Air Force. No, no, not that he is Canadian. I'm saying, have you seen the Royal Canadian Air Force where... No. What? What's that? Oh. It's a show back in Canada. Royal Canadian Air Force. My father flew for the Royal Canadian Air Force. Air Force. In the, in oh, the, cool! In the Second World War, he was a bomber pilot. Like uh, how many? How many? I mean, the Canadian military is pretty giant, but I can't help <laughs> but have the self-deprecating Canadian of like, yeah, one of twelve that flew in the. Yes, right. It's yeah. one of those. Uh, what do they call them? Oh God. Uh, anyhow. Oh, what but I, can I, I just clarify one thing really quick? Yeah. That. Yes. Uh, that when I mentioned Royal Canadian Air Force, I don't even remember much of it. I don't remember if it was a good show. I oh, remember no. it as as something my parents would watch. But I brought it up really? because there was a there was a sketch about, uh, you know, Pavarotti, Placido Domingo, and the other guy. And in the sketch, his name is literally the other guy, <laughs> yeah. and he's like signing things as other guy and stuff. And they made oh, a whole okay. thing about that's that. Great. So that's why I, I just had to tie the circle of Joseph Goldstein being the the yeah, other so. guy. But who knows? Maybe Jack Cornfield is the other guy. No, maybe Joseph is. Joseph is. Joseph is because he he's he's really he he lives in Massachusetts at the uh, IMS Center. Uh, and they, the three of them, brought back Vipassana meditation from the East and got it situated in this country to the advantage of so many thousands, tens of thousands of people. Because it, and we all did it when we were in India. We that's where we met them, at least two of them, Joseph and, and Sharon. Jack was in Thailand, and uh, this has had a profound effect on our whole relationship with bhakti yoga okay absolutely profound insight meditation and it's allowed that other part uh that is really necessary discriminating wisdom i call it uh to be blended with the bhakti thing so that there's less of a way to walk around fool yourself that's uh, i'll just say that <laughs> uh, i'll just say that but joseph wrote a book called Mindfulness. It's a big, fat, thick book. I urge you to get that book, because, and whoever Writing else it down. is Mindfulness, because it is based on the traditional mind, not the uh, ubiquitous mindfulness in the West or in this country that's a little bit self-helpy. So Joseph wrote the most phenomenal book. In fact, listen to a podcast I did with him on that book, uh, just he is phenomenal. Then he did something that, okay, you guys that are doing show notes, I'm going to tell you that um, you've got to include Joseph from the retreat in Maui with Ramdas, where Sharon and Jack were, were there as well. And Joseph, I asked him to do a, a, an hour and 15 minute talk on the whole core of mindfulness. He laughed at me and then he did it. And if you listen to that <laughs> and you pay attention, you can become free. I call it for you know ninety minutes, seventy-five minutes to freedom is what I call oh, it. Oh, that ain't bad. Yeah, I mean so, seventy-five is a lot, but then when you look at what you're getting, it's like oh, yeah, freedom. Yeah. Freedom's worth freedom. at least two hundred. 
Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so let's put that up there uh, in the in the show notes for this. But uh, not, listen, I I have to show you all because I'm going to really ask Ramin about this. This is. I love this piece of art. Look, everybody, those of you who are ah. on YouTube, you can see this. Okay, and what it says is, death is just one character I play. My real name is Change. What is that? I've got a pack of stickers that say that. Okay, well, why can't I get some? I'll send one, or I'll bring you one personally. Yeah, bring to, me, bring me. To, uh, yeah, oh, that's going to be good. But uh, this is, uh, and th- and th- this has all come to mind because of Sharon's book, Real Change, which really will help uh, in this uh, very, very uh, unnerving time. But the the you talk a lot about creativity and death. Can you talk a little bit to us about that subject? Mm-hmm. About creativity and death. Well, mm-hmm. um, I think creativity is it, it. It is there. I go trying to make something cool out of it. It's uh, eternal. There's no limit to how much you can create. I don't think uh, infinity is this uh, solid number that can have a cap on it. That's the nature of it. It just goes out forever. And I think death is also this illusion like little forms die but the actual thing itself does not ever die and when um you look at stars and when when a star dies you think it's oh it it died and then there's a pulsar there but really it might be that the star became the pulsar so it never really went anywhere or when things uh die off and distribute into into multiple particles um Look, look how half-assed all this science is, I'm saying. But the point of it is <laughs> that uh, you, you imagine death to be just darkness and lack of activity, but it might be the same as with space, where um, who's a John Wheeler that said that empty space is not empty. It's actually the most violent physics there is. Like empty space is where all the action is. It's like infinite amount of energy in the void. And uh, so when you think of death being void, it's not actually nothingness, it's everythingness. So um, that's what helps me a lot, because I think the the thought of nothingness kind of scares people. Like you imagine just lights out, dark room, but you're still aware when um, that might not be the case. It might be part of the case, but maybe not the whole picture. So uh, let's see. Talk well, about death and creativity. That kind but, of touches on it, right? Yeah, yeah, no. That's you might great. have to edit it and put different words in front of other words. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, but but how are you interfacing with people you're talking to uh, in terms of bringing this up? And what, what kinds of things are you are you trying to get out of them or getting them to reflect on Ooh, when you talk about, particularly a- about death? I mean, it's, it's not an, something 36-year-olds are going around <laughs> doing podcasts about, okay? It's just not. I think there's more and more of us, though. Like, if you look at, um, you know, our friend Noah Lampert, Synchronicity Podcast, Michael Phillips with Third Eye Drops, Colin Frangicino's Cosmic Nod, there is this, uh, there has been, like, this explosion of people influenced by the the, the names I've mentioned before. Um, but I don't know. I think... Uh, Hmm. One thing I will say though is I I I don't have I don't think I do unless it's subconscious. I don't have this agenda where oh I must turn on all these people. I must convince them of this. Like I feel like that's the the wrong way to to mm. enter a conversation yeah. or even an approach to anything. I don't have like a corporate mission statement like our mission is to enlighten mm. all the people by my school of enlightenment. Like I already feel like that's going to push away people. I don't even have an about page. Um, not that I'm so pretentious of like, oh, I don't have a name. You must refer <laughs> to me as just whatever sound I think of in this time. I think mm-hmm. you can call me a number. You can mispronounce my name, anything. And uh, But ultimately, I do find myself pushing back against whenever someone uh, says, well, you know, we've got this one life. And then after that, that's it. It's uh, it's all random chance, and that's all we got. Like I, I found it. 
That's a burr under the saddle a little bit, maybe, huh? Breaks on my brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, it just doesn't line up right. I know it's, it's, you're saying that because you're pushing back against your parents raising you too Christian or too Muslim or too uh, something. But I, I, I guess I don't have that pushback. So um, I recognize mm. that that firm atheist stance as being just a place on the road that eventually you might see past and think, oh, it's mm. actually more complicated than that. And mm. perhaps consciousness is more fundamental than particles and matter. It's just uh, you're a consciousness and everyone else is a consciousness. And behind all that, we're the one consciousness that's split up into all the other ones because that's the dance we do because it's boring and lonely to just have it all and uh, be blissed out all the time and <laughs> once we get back there we'll realize we never left there and you can't leave there it's all there is you couldn't put it anywhere if you wanted even if you bought all of the public storage units or something you can't <laughs> fit it all into that it's too big so um and i think i mean i haven't read uh, sharon salzberg's book yet but i imagine that she's coming at it somewhat in the same way and that the way to uh actually have change is that we all have to recognize this truth and not in a dogmatic way, not in a way that you have to memorize this theology, but in a way that you have to treat other people as though they are you because they are you. Well, wait a minute. Let's even go back further than that. Everybody realize, realizes it's all impermanent. Everybody. You eventually get that. You lost that girlfriend. Ooh, God, no. I thought that was... That was a lifetime thing. You were wife. I, oh, man, I really loved that. I just got a new Bose uh, bedside speaker that's so great. I can play anything and have this wonderful... Whoops. The girlfriend took it. The girlfriend took it. when you, <laughs> No, that wasn't your... You know, everything is impermanent. So, you know Don Juan, uh, the books of the Yaki way? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... I love that part where he tells uh, Castaneda, uh, just keep death on your left shoulder. Mm. Always. So you, it's always there. And uh, just in the way, that's why I really am uh, I'm pretty blown away by you delving into this in a way and publicly, and obviously it wouldn't be public because I know you don't do anything unless you're, it's in you. Uh, so you'd be the, surprised. I've been in a like booking.com commercial and, uh, I'm, I, I don't do it anymore because of the pandemic, but I'll, I'll be in, I'll do commercial acting sometimes, but, What's wrong with that? Where is that oh, outside of, of oh, death? Just you Tell said me. If, 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 <laughs> oh, it's just because you said, like, I don't do anything uh, oh, that, unless, that, I, unless that, I believe that. it. And then I'm like, oh, I don't really believe in doing Halliburton you, commercials. But if they're like, hey, we'll give you $7,000 to hold a clipboard in this. And, and look, you absolutely, I can see you with your Halliburton bag and <laughs> booking through booking.com, doing it all. I mean, come on. That's not, you know. And I know that's an outdated reference, but like, like, uh, with maybe my Trump stuff. Hotel might not. Oh, yeah. Selling condos or something. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> More to the point is, uh, I mean, you, I think you've seen Becoming Nobody, the Ramdas movie. Oh, yes. Been out. And how he talks, the, the whole last, I don't know, 20% of it or something is around death, because that was a big deal, not just when he was leaving in the last few years, but his entire teaching career, shall we say, that was always there. He worked with people who were dying bedside for a long, long time, established organizations, one of them that's still running, uh, Dale Borglum runs the Living Dying Center of Marin. So... The way that uh, he contextualizes how that has to be integrated into our life in the same way that we integrate anything else, our relationships, our work, our um, roles and identities and so on, our life, the curriculum. This is part yes. of the curriculum, and integrating it is a healthy thing to do. And, of course, part of that takes the next thing that we need to talk about, practice 
we have to practice. If we don't practice, we are going to remain the, the exact same schmageggies that we started out with on the spiritual path. Yeah. We just transfer a bunch of shit, move it around a little, and we're, you know, we're living that, we're living the good life. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there has to, that's why, say that again. You oh, just, did you catch you that? Just, no, it I just blinked out. for a second. Yeah. Oh, Oh, it's telling me my connection is unstable. My life is unstable. My mental health I is knew unstable. that. I, okay, before good, I before <laughs> I was going to talk to you, I had to talk about that stability. Oh, God. oh but uh, when you yeah. said uh, if we don't practice, yeah. like you know, it'll be bad. So that's not that's bad. You're the, just be you, not bad. There's no bad. We're not. This is no Christ, Judaic Christian oh, tradition. That's true, yeah. No, there's just gee whiz. You're the same yeah. schmageggy that you were, and you were yeah. going to just. Roll evolve. along with the spiritual aphorisms that don't really mean much. Yeah, just the bumper sticker spiritualism. I don't yeah. know if people will use it as bumper stickers, but yeah. the hallmark. Um, we can call it hallmark. So there's the there's what happens if you don't practice, but it's also fun to think about. Oh, what if I do practice? And so much of like our favorite musicians, what we don't see is what they how much time they spent practicing and repeating those motions over and over and. I think of practice as this, uh, not in a derogative way or a pejorative way. How many words do I know that describe that? The, mm -hmm. In a way that, um, you know, you shouldn't want to do it. When I was a kid, I didn't want to practice violin or guitar. You just want to play, but you know that there is some benefit in practicing. So if you, if you actually do practice, it will, you, you will see improvements and... Uh, it just takes a little bit of seeing the improvement, whether it's exercise or instruments or whatever, to know like, oh, it works. Practicing works. I got to keep showing up. And and with with this, it would just be sitting sitting down, which is the most boring thing you can do: sit down and do nothing. Sit down, do nothing. Oh, about take a peek, open the mind, and look inside a little bit, and mm -hmm. actually get to the point where, in terms of it, the. Uh, the wonderful transforming transformations that can take place through just a simple breath meditation that Sharon Joseph and Jack teach Vipassana is stuff starts to slow down a little bit, you know, that, that instant firecracker shit that's going on in the mm -hmm. mind. So it slows down. And then you notice that outside of, of the, the formal meditation. And then when you include a little bit of, uh, like, <laughs> get that Ramdas app and get the push notification <laughs> so you can be here now. <laughs> and it, stuff starts to happen where you're more and more motivated. Be Whoa. Ooh, now that's oh. motivation. Yeah, here we go. UPS must be here. <laughs> uh, we are more and more motivated to do it for no reason. You don't think oh god i gotta meditate or anything like that it's brushing the teeth yes. after a while i mean i i i've noticed myself in in all the years uh, that that ended up as to what's happening so and similarly to bring into the left shoulder there first of all anyone can go any moment look what we're looking at right now with this pandemic people are just like boom in a day, they're gone. So it's uh, life is uh, not that dependable. So having a relationship with the fact that, gee whiz, we do need to understand that this corporal thing is not who we are. Not at all. Yeah. And I can't help but, uh, I've perhaps repeated this quote to you before, and you've perhaps heard this quote many, many, many times, but uh, Ram Dass saying, hold on tightly, let go lightly. So mm -hmm. let go lightly is how you should approach death, not cling and like try to wish it was the past. So many people are like, oh, I wish it was 2019 again. 2020 sucks. I want it back. How do we, how do I will myself back? How do I jump timelines to stop being in 2020? And uh, the hold on tightly part is just because you have to let go don't, doesn't mean like, oh, screw it. It's going to go away anyway so i'm just going to detach and not yeah. be here nihilism that's called yes yeah yeah and and th there's death in every moment right 
you just see it. That's why that's why this insight meditation this I keep going back to it because it has been so powerful for me and for many, many of my contemporaries. You see once you start to realize the the moment that becomes and dies, you get a much healthier relationship with who you are. You know, you absolutely do. So Yeah, uh, every breath is kind of a death. If you yeah. really get into it, if it's like as you're exhaling, if you were to stop yourself from inhaling or if the oxygen was sucked out of the room, it puts you in a very real place that, oh, this is each one. It's a whole new cast of characters coming in. Yeah, to, exactly. Yeah. Or like how our body replaces itself fully every seven years or something. So it's not even the same group of atoms that were yeah. in you the whole time. Yeah. And this a is friend a, of mine has a has a joke about I've brought up this joke before I uh, and I don't even remember it that well but it was something about um, given given how much our atoms are cycling in and out of us it's possible that you are it's most likely that you share atoms with uh, with Hitler and then uh, he's like oh does that also mean that I share atoms with Albert Einstein and the guy goes no 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 just just, just Hitler. Hitler. Or yeah, some some switched. variation of that. He might have switched Albert Einstein and Hitler, but I just like that. Uh, and by the way, uh, this is serious because Ramin has also done a book called "After You Die," and focuses on what happens when you die. I've been waiting actually for Ramdas to come to me in a dream and tell me not when when you die what happened. I kind of. I think I have a good feeling of going into the bardos, the liminal spaces that the Tibetans, uh, I like their version of it. Uh, I like their version of reality all the way uh, and subscribe to it. And But um, it's after you flow through those liminal spaces and those bardos. Ramdas, what happens then? I mean, he did describe, actually, there's a thing the soul pod and we do meet up with all of our pod and we eventually travel from uh, one incarnation to another. That's why it's so familiar when you have people that are really, you're really close to or you meet somebody like you, I met you and I right away. Okay. Yeah. Soul family, soul family, (laughs) soul brother. So So, we'll see each other in the next one too. That'll be cool. Yeah. I'll have to wait quite some time for you, but I'll wait, oh, Ramin. I'll but wait. look how fast everything goes now. I mean, it's October already. It's literally going to be 2028 in three days. Yeah. I was uh, thinking that we need to find a way to like define time differently. Like we need to find a way to define it by events happening rather than, uh, you know, rotations of a cesium atom or whatever they, they have it defined as. Because doesn't time feel like it's speeding up? Uh, exponentially mm, yeah uh i never think about shit like that actually <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why but it, uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't interest you or just uh, it's scary no it just doesn't interest uh whatever shall be shall be kind of oh thing. interesting yeah. maybe i need to get there no you need to have fun doing what you're doing um I mean, the the interesting thing about, especially about your art, and, I, and, and again, oh, I love the, the thumbnail you did of me for your podcast, by the way. Oh, can awesome. I, can I have that? I of course. Yeah. yeah, I'll send you the high-res files. Oh, please, please. No, I'm, I'm not uh, kidding. I think I, I want to change my thing up on Mind Rolling, put that. Oh, what excellent. I have now is awfully boring. Um, but... There's a lovely combination in the art of your expression of that thing there, divine presence, whatever, and uh, the humanness that we are, you know, um, humanity. It's such a, that word's getting very lost, isn't it? Oh, yeah. These days with everything that's going on and the people that we're seeing in confrontation with each other and the polarization just that happens. Like if you happen to meet up with somebody on that's got the opposite view, humanity seems to have flown out th- that window and I'm part of it. <laughs> I am. Part in what way it. are you part of it? I'm part of it just in the way that, uh, I might yell a little epithet 
at the television <laughs> or have a thought as somebody's talking to me that sounds to me to be pretty ignorant, you know. Uh, so there's a, a lack of... A lack of a bunch of things, actually. Humility. It does feel like we've collectively lost our minds, and I think we have, and I think that's part of the, whatever you want to call it, the ascension process, the awakening process, the the, the whatever, like we, we talk about Iron Age and Golden Age and Industrial Age, Agricultural Age and Information Age, Misinformation Age, Age of Hypocrisy, like we're kind of moving through these ages very fast. And... Um, how about uh, this age known as the Kali Yuga? Oh, which is that? Oh, there's four... I've heard it, but I don't know what the definition is. The, well, Kali, you know Kali. Of course, right? I've been told that I might be Kali. You might That's be Kali? That's a whole other story. No, you don't look like I have, Kali. I have some, I have wacky, uh, I have wacky friends and uh, not That's... wacky in that they're completely crazy but like they uh you know very very woo woo very in touch with astrology and reincarnation of gods and things and um i was uh i was told that i was the reincarnation of kali and i'm here to uh i forget what my mission is exactly but um, well, you better was, get that straight come on but, what <laughs> but when i was looking at images of kali and the the tongue sticking out and yeah. the necklace of skulls and yeah. the um the the chopping the the head off and stuff like a lot of it was like okay i can i can kind of see that as i'm looking around my room like all these skulls all these sword things <laughs> like like if if it was someone and i know that i'm uh, it's the wrong gender for it but also th we've seen gender just completely melt and the boundaries between uh the the binary are no longer existent so it could be that i'm a male um, reincarnation of it, but All like right. I said, well, that's, that's uh, just, just to send anything. me your picture because I've been worshiping Kali. But I want somebody <laughs> who's like here now. I mean, that's so. Great. What's the Kali Yuga? Kali, the Age of Destruction. Ah. Okay. First, there was the Age of Purity. Everyone loved each other. Everybody worshipped together, knowing what the one and that they were part of the one. There was no separation. Then it started breaking down as we got into subsequent uh, epochs. I mean, these are like periods of like millions of years or some crazy thing. But seems to be somewhat correct that we are in this Kali Yuga. Yes, a hundred thousand percent. So, but it's also the destruction of ignorance. So it's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It is real. Uh, but you know what? I don't care about that either. <laughs> it's another thing that I, I really am more concerned about our humanity and its connectivity to remembering our divinity and the, and the way that they come together and, and looking around now how, how that's really hard to see and experience with people. Uh, the lack of it, and then the lack of it in myself when I react to s social injustice or whatever it may be. It's uh, yeah, we have a a, a course that uh, well, be in the middle of it. I don't know when this podcast will come out, but called the the yoga of service with Ramdas. How to develop compassionate heart. How to really know how to help each other, help someone without having being the helper, all of the great stuff that Ramdas has talked about. I mean, uh, Ramdas working with death, Ramdas working with service. Uh, these these are great, great offerings that he's made over the years. And uh, so, yeah, that's what I I'm I'm interested in the nitty gritty of how we can change our guts so that we can actually be of some use in this lifetime. You know. And we're are. back. And we're back. I, I'm sitting here, and you just completely disappeared. <laughs> the molecules vanished. Yeah, and when you started talking about social justice, I just I shut it. it off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, or the feds did it. The feds shut us off with their co-Intel Pro or uh, whatever it's called. <laughs> oh, God. I can't uh, even keep up anymore. Like, with the 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 things, the, the new... Like I can see maybe two of the main things in a day, but most of the time I don't even know what people are talking about. Good. It's there's too much. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, really, it is too much. It really is too much. And it, uh, I was getting very, uh, I wouldn't, I was getting kind of dramatic at the end there and lamenting the lack of humanity, l- lamenting the lack of realization of divinity and the and the combination of the two and humility. And I was lamenting and... I think I was grow- becoming a little bit maudlin in that lamentation, actually. And that's mm-hmm. when you disappeared. You just had enough of that. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you say that. Hey. Oh, but, but the lack oh, of divinity, like we're, we're projecting a lot of it because I have this feeling that a lot of the people we disagree with vehemently on social media, we would get along with better if they were in front of us and we had some, you know, books and we got to actually have time to present where we're coming from because we're all acting from a place of feeling threatened, whether it's for ourselves or others, like, uh, and people are kind of defending that and they're getting really pushed to the left or to the right or to whatever dichotomy you want to come up with and not willing to hear the other ones out. And sometimes one side is, is more irrational than the other, but you can't just block them out, I guess, because then how are you about uh, the divinity and the compassion and the loving all beings if you say, well, 50% of them can screw off and then yeah. the rest of us will see. Exactly, exactly. Then that's it. That is exactly it. Uh, well, you know what? We're kind of at the end of our thing because I was waiting for you to come. I was doing... I did a whole meditation, mantric <laughs> meditation that I thought, gee, the guys could use that somewhere. And uh, so, uh, but bottom That's line is... the episode. Yeah, and you, bottom line is you call support, will you? We started out with this thing. You need to call support for your internet connection because it sucks, Ramin. I do. It really is trash. It's, Maybe that's good. That stops me from uh, getting into fights online or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I really thank you for being here. I have so much. Thanks fun for with having you. me. It was a pleasure. Um, you you do really good things, and uh, I'm I'm thank very uh, glad that I got to know you after hearing you all these years and <laughs> in the in my ear pods. But everybody, uh, connect with Ramin. Go to at Ramin Nazir. R A M I N N as a Norman A Z. E R on Instagram, and you can see some of the beautiful stuff that he does. You can tune uh, where tune into the podcast. Where give us a URL. Yeah, go to either rainbowbrainskull.com or raminazer.com, which okay. I, I like to say it like you do. Do do people ever tease you for that? Dot like com. log in. No, where you put the emphasis of the dot, like log in to ramdas.org. Instead of yeah. most people put it on the org, like ramdas.org, and then you go <laughs> ramdas.org. I do so but many things. Don't go to ramdas.org, go to, go to rainbowbrainskull.com uh, yeah. for all of to, your everything needs. Yes, go everywhere, and that's what you're nope, all about. There. That's what just Ramin that is all about. Everywhere, go everywhere and pull in whatever. Actually, you know, that's what Ramdas was about. He said, Wherever I can get a teaching, I'm going to take that teaching. And remember in the in the film he talks about, yeah, like I'm getting teachings from somebody. He's my friend, and then when I describe him, you, you're like you're you're okay with people of color. You're okay with different religions. You're okay with sizes of people. But if it doesn't have a body, you're not so okay about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Emmanuel, Emmanuel. Who, who's also the person that said, "Hey, Ramdas, you're you're in uh, you're in school. Why not?" Take, take the curriculum. curriculum. Yeah, same guy. Also, yeah. the line uh, uh, "dying" is like uh, taking off. It's like taking off a tight, a shoe. tight shoe. Completely safe. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Oh, it's completely okay. safe. Yeah. It's like taking off a tight shoe. So death, completely safe. We Don't try s- it at home. Don't try it on your your family. But uh, yeah. when it happens outside of your control, yeah. it's, it's, Hey, uh, you know, let's do safe. a. We, we should do. A, I mean, let's do a podcast where we just do Ramdas quotes, but in unison. <laughs> Maybe some harmony. I don't know. Put a little oh, music that's behind what this it. Was already. <laughs> yeah. Oh, love you, man. Love Thank you, you too. For being Thanks so here. much for having me. This is uh, mind rolling. Go to be can here I, now. Net. Yes. Can I bug you about Sharon, or should I just reach out to her uh, separately? No, just uh, uh, send me a note because I will uh, remember to do that because I, I talk oh. to her a lot. So, oh, excellent. Yeah, send me a note and I'm going to have her do it. Uh, 
I owe you one. Okay. You send me some stickers, that's all. Or bring okay. some. Come. Transaction Anyhow, complete. This is Mind Rolling on Be Here Now Network. Go to BeHereNowNetwork.com. <laughs> <laughs> and just visit with all the great teachers, podcasters, and thought leaders, and we'll see you next week. Hare Krishna.